Welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I invite you to indulge your secret obsession by joining me as I read thriller and spicy romance that will get your heart pounding with chills and thrills. So relax, and let's take a journey together. 26. Man in Black. Kelly swayed as her fingers moved fluidly over the keys. Whenever she played, it was like she channeled the music as it effortlessly flowed out of her. When the final climax for the classical piece soared, she glanced up. Visible in the reflection of the window stood a man covered completely in black latex. She screamed and pressed her hands against the keys as she stood. Discordant notes filled the air as the piano bench teetered. She ripped the mask from her face and tossed it aside. The man let out a noise that chilled her. It was a blend between a roar and a battle cry. The sound promised misery and pain. For a second, she froze, but then her fight or flight kicked in. As he reached for her, she shifted away from him, but she was still within reach. One of his hands tightened around her arm. His fingertips dug into her soft flesh. She struggled, and her bottom hit the keys. The piano let out a groan. No, she screamed. She shifted and clawed at his hand. Summoning all of her strength and will to live, she jerked free from his grip. She moved to run, but he cut off her escape route. Her heart pounded with a staccato that she'd never felt before. What do you want? He smiled as he soaked up her terror. It flooded his body with adrenaline and pleasure. It was obvious what he wanted. The terror in her eyes betrayed that she knew exactly what was going to happen. He pressed a finger to his lips to quiet her. Terror flooded Kelly. She screamed and grabbed a pile of musical sheets from the top of the piano and threw them at him. Then she rushed across the room and grabbed the guitar. As her grip tightened around the neck of the instrument, the strings cut into her fingers. Peter tracked her as she fled across the room. The guitar may buy her a second or two, but she wasn't escaping him tonight. When he was within reach, Kelly swung the guitar like a bat. He raised his arm to block the hit. A discordant groan echoed from the instrument as it crashed into his arm. He grabbed the guitar and jerked it from her hands. He tossed it aside and cornered her. He grabbed the thin straps of her nightgown and pulled. The thin fabric tore and puddled at her feet. Kelly cursed as she cowered against the wall. Tears streamed down her cheeks as she begged for her life. She was staring death in the face. He punched her and felt her jaw break at impact. He grabbed her by the hair and tossed her to the floor. Then he crouched over her, slid the guitar string around her neck, and yanked her up. She swung wildly about, hoping to knock him off. When she realized that wouldn't happen, she grasped at the metal string around her neck. It cut into her flesh. She couldn't breathe. She was powerless. He pulled her back to the piano and into an area that he knew would be in the camera's eye. He held tight as she writhed. Ungodly noises gurgled from her as she fought for her life, but her vigor slowed until she was dead weight. He eased her to the floor. Her brown curls were a mess. Her breasts pointed to the ceiling and her legs lay in an unnatural position. He knelt beside her, relishing the beauty before him. He knew he couldn't have sex with her, but he couldn't help but touch her. He gave himself a moment to caress her breasts, graze his hands over her torso, and look at the apex between her legs. He stroked a finger over the folds and separated her legs. This was the image he'd focus on when he made love to Nikita. 27. Act 2. Peter rang Nikita's doorbell and held his gift steady in one hand. Excited energy flowed through him as he waited for her appearance. Despite masturbating as soon as he got home, he was rock hard again. 
knowing that he could watch himself with Kelly at any time from the recording on her cell phone had him jacked up like never before. Not only could he watch it, but her followers would watch it. How many would rewatch it? How many would save it to enjoy repeatedly? He couldn't begin to put a number on it, but he knew it would be a lot. The amount of people who fake their way through life, pretending to be normal when they are anything but, would astound even the most cynical psychologist. When Nikita pulled open the door, his already racing heart kicked up a dozen notches. His blood pulsed through him. With each beat, the heat and passion within him surged, coursing its way through his body. You look amazing, he said. Nikita studied him, the heat in his eyes, the tension in his stance. He was wound up and ready to go. She loved that about him. Whenever they were together, he was laser-focused on their intimacy. She'd never had a client who made her feel the way he did. She tilted her head and motioned for him to come inside. He closed the door behind him and turned the lock. She wore a purple corset with black lace that accentuated her breasts. Black tights with a matching garter belt and thong finished off the ensemble. She was beautiful. He offered her the gift. For you, my lady. Anticipation at every nerve in his body pulled tight. She accepted the gift. Thank you. Although not necessary, I do appreciate your gifts. I enjoy them as much as you do, he replied honestly. Being with you, watching you derive pleasure from them, turns me on. She slid a finger under the edge of the paper and tore. Tossing the paper to the floor, she lifted the lid. She gasped and smiled when she realized what it was. Nestled on a bed of white tissue paper was an ornate amethyst and crystal-studded necklace. She traced her finger carefully over the necklace. I see why you wanted me in purple. It's beautiful. Thank you. Put it on. He wanted to pounce and tear the lingerie from her body, but he also wanted to savor this moment. The need to relive what he'd done with Kelly was critical. He kept the mask for himself, but he found this necklace among her things. As soon as he saw it, he knew it was the perfect gift for Nikita. Making love to her was always the final act of his kills. She put it on and posed for him. Do you like it? She slowly turned around, giving him a view of her ass in the thong. Very much. His hands sweat as he restrained himself. He took one step closer and set his hands on her arms. She knew what he was going to do. She felt herself get wetter, hornier. This was going to be amazing. The look in his eyes burned, flamed with passion. Her legs trembled as his hands slowly treasured every inch of her flesh. He nestled close to her, taking in her perfume. Then reaching behind her, he unzipped the corset. Still holding it to her body, he stepped away enough to see the moment her breasts popped free as he let go, and the corset fell to the floor. Perfection, he whispered. I want to do things differently tonight. No bed. Get on the floor. The floor? She tilted her head as she knelt and proceeded to sit. He removed his clothes and then knelt in front of her. Lay back. Once she was on the floor, he adjusted her hair so her curls lay haphazardly, similarly to Kelly's. Are you comfortable? he asked. Yes, she murmured. He stroked a finger over the ornate necklace and stopped at her nipple, gripping the tender bud. He twisted and squeezed it just enough to elicit a sensual moan. Did that hurt? No, I liked it. She loved watching him. She could take in his emotions as they played out on his face. 
He slowly removed her tights and garter belt, bathing each leg with kisses as he rolled down the tights. Then he eased the thong down her legs. Nikita couldn't believe how he worshipped every part of her body, teased her, pleased her. But when he finally rolled on the condom, she was relieved. Her need to feel him in her was overwhelming. As she lay naked, he posed her to replicate the way Kelly's lifeless body was splayed on the floor. Taking a moment, he breathed deeply and then said, Don't move. You're asleep, and I'm an incubus. You are helpless in your dream as I make love to you. She nodded. When his fingers slid between her folds, she let out a moan and moved her legs in pleasure. He gripped her thigh and said, Don't move. You are mine now. You were helpless to my affections. The phrase made her happy. She'd never felt for a man the way she felt for him. Perhaps it was the sensual need that flowed through her like water over Niagara. But over the course of their relationship, she realized that she'd slowly grown to love him. Peter lay on top of her and eased the tip of his penis against her opening and slowly entered her. Despite the condom, he could feel her wet heat. In response to his entrance, her walls fluttered. He stilled, terrified that any movement would destroy the fragile hold he had on his lust. Don't do that. What? She replied, wishing that he'd move, that he'd hit her in that spot that sent her flying. Don't squeeze me like that. I want to savor this. Okay, she panted as she looked into his face. She liked what she saw. His jaw was tense as he restrained himself. He was as overwhelmed by his desire for her as she was for him. Peter supported himself on his arms and slowly rocked into her. As he moved, he kept his eyes on her necklace and envisioned Kelly. As he picked up his pace, the memory of Kelly on the floor, naked and beautiful, filled his mind. Nikita's heat encased him, awakening the beast within. He thrust hard and fast, roaring as his orgasm wiped everything but pleasure from his mind. 28. Domino The local news station was across from a city park. The park consisted of walking paths, trees, beautiful shrubs, and, most importantly, homeless people. He'd killed many of the homeless before. They were a desperate and easily manipulated group. Extreme poverty and mental illness destroy a person. He'd already done his homework regarding this adventure. He'd scoped out the homeless people that lived here and knew that he'd chosen well. The man was schizophrenic but was also obsessive. If given a job, he would do it. This will be the first domino in the sequence to his fame. He'd weighed the pros and cons of catapulting himself to the foreground. The police hiding his presence from the people would blow up in their faces. When the murders were linked, Olive knew Saint and Atlanta would know terror. He took his precautions. He'd watched the video repeatedly. In it, he remained featureless the entire time. The only thing the police could make an educated guess about was his height and weight. That wouldn't help much. There had to be tens of thousands of men in the greater Atlanta area that matched those two identifiers. The envelope in his hand would set afire a terror within Atlanta that, that would rival the Night Stalker and Ted Bundy. Everyone would see it. Atlanta's summer hot blood would turn to ice. The police would not be able to hide the connections or the gruesomeness that tied the kills together. Tommy Curry anxiously glanced around the park. He'd claimed a little alcove within a group of shrubs. It felt safe here with so many other people living out in the open. He knew the others would be picked off before anyone came for him. He adjusted his coat and set his head back on it as if it were a pillow. He closed his eyes and prayed for sleep to find him. Tommy, wake up. Tommy shifted. 
and opened one eye as he rested on his side. When he saw who was talking to him, he bolted up, shifted onto his knees and bowed before his heavenly visitor. What had he done to be worthy of this honor? Praise God, he chanted. Peter set a hand on Tommy's shoulder and said, I have a job for you. Tommy remained on his knees, but craned his head to look at the shimmering angel before him. All the pictures in the churches were right. Angels really did glow and wear white. His heart hammered at the fact that the angel needed his help. Who are you? he asked with awe. You know who I am. I am Michael, the archangel of the Lord. A gasp of excitement fell from Tommy's lips as he sat up but remained on his knees. He held his hands together in worship and said, I am your servant. What can I do for you? Peter knew he'd chosen well. Due to his mental illness, this man's mind was easily manipulated. You need to give an envelope to Monique Blair. Do you know who she is? Oh, yes, Tommy declared. She's the pretty woman on the news. I see her every day. That's right. Peter moved the envelope closer to Tommy. It's very important that she get this. You must tell her that God wants her to watch it. Tommy held his dirty hands out to accept the envelope. I will. Peter pulled the envelope away and added, Tell her that this is the story of her lifetime. Tommy shook his head. Story of her lifetime. God wants her to watch it. He snatched the envelope when Peter offered it again. What if she doesn't believe me? Everyone thinks I'm crazy. After she watches this, she will know that you are a servant of God. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed these chapters. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.